You are listening to Herbal Marie, a podcast about herbs and home remedies to heal yourself. All advice shall be considered suggestions. Please research all herbs before using and discover ways to feel better and be well. You know Rose. (laughs) Like, does she even need an introduction? You know Rose. And if you don't, you're gonna. The Rosa species. I usually think of the wild dog Rose because it has those great Rose hips. The Rosa canina. Rose. She's as old as time herself. And humans seem to be born knowing what a Rose is. Perhaps because Rose represents love, and that's what we are made of. Aww, is this a good time to tell you that I love you? Because I do, I love you. But I think there's quite a few things about Rose that are going to impress you for real. Romance aside, her medicinal qualities are stacked. This unconditionally loving sweetheart will help you through depression, a broken heart, and actually physically strengthen your ticker. Oh, she knows boundaries, and I'm not just talking thorns. Rose will help keep your body free of infections, inflammation, and pain. She'll relax ya. Oh, yeah. And maybe even inspire you to feel desire again. especially if you put those rose petals in some wine oh yeah buckle up y'all we are going to herb nerd town so that you can sweetly say that you know rose so rose what is there really to say well actually a lot and here's some really cool ways rose may help your body and now these aren't the things that you might think of right off the bat there's a couple that i think are just gonna wow you but these are really cool to me so i'm just gonna get right to it and then i'm gonna talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about rose and it's gonna be wonderful (laughs) so rose is an antidepressant She can help with exhaustion. Uh, She's a mood elevator. She can help you heal trauma. Definitely think about Rose um, for all your low days. Absolutely. Antidepressant. She's also anti-inflammatory. So in the body, she helps reduce inflammation and can help arthritic conditions, especially when you use her Rose hips. Um. There's been a lot, a lot of studies that rose hips may help lower cholesterol levels. And what else is really cool? These are just all just random. <laughs> She's a sedative. So she really can and will help chill your ass out. You can make a rose hip extract that actually is being shown to be very, very helpful to help your lower back pain. So these are just some really cool ways Rose may help your body that maybe you don't think about whenever you think about Rose. You think about roses and you see them sprinkled along a wedding or in a bathtub for Valentine's Day or something. But what you don't realize is Rose is actually food and nutrition. It's full of vitamin C. 
And rose can make some big claims because it is good for all infections. It can help things like bladder problems, um, kidney problems, diarrhea. I mean, it's a great tonic. But the more science studies rose and rose hips, they're fine in all types of things. Like it may be helpful to expel worms and it may help expel kidney stones and gallbladder stones. So you really got to check into rose, of course, rose hips or using the leaf tea. It's a great tonic for the body. And there's just some really, really cool ways rose may help out your body. But of course, this is Herbal Marie. And before we get too deep, I got to disclaim, disclaim, disclaim out the wazoo for rose. Now, rose is pretty much okay for everybody. I can kind of feel comfortable just saying that. <laughs> but there are a few things I guess I can mention when it comes to disclaiming out the wazoo for rose. Well, first of all, if you're going to eat rose hips, like you're going to actually go be a forager and get them yourself, you want to remove the hairs from the rose hips before eating. Or when you make a tea, you want to really strain the tiny little hairs out before drinking your tea. So other than that, it's pretty safe for everybody. Definitely avoid eating the thorns. <laughs> but I haven't really heard of too many people having trouble with rose. Now, we should touch upon the rose essential oil. And there is a little disclaimer with that. You don't want to use the essential oil during your first three months of pregnancy. So if you're pregnant, you want to avoid essential oil of rose definitely for the first three months. After that, it's optional, although do not use it at all if you have a history of miscarriage. Just don't go there. Just don't go to the rose essential oil. Other than that, I really couldn't find much to disclaim, disclaim, disclaim out the wazoo, except for that little bit about being pregnant with the essential oil. So I am truly just stuck on herbs and their whole forms, but <sighs> seriously, if you could afford essential oil of rose, <laughs> Wouldn't you like to have some in your possession? I know I would because essential oil of rose is so good for so much. It helps relax you. It's a sedative. It's an aphrodisiac, baby. It's a tonic with antidepressant properties. What else do you want? If you can get a hold of some essential oil of rose, um, you could help it could help you regulate your menstrual cycle. It could give you PMS relief. If you just had a baby, now if you're done being pregnant, if you just had a baby and you have postnatal depression, rose is an oil that can help lift you out of that postnatal depressive stuff. It's good for insomnia, nervous tension, and it doesn't mess around. It's super antiseptic, so it kills viruses and bacteria. So it's good for your skin. Just like the herb, uh, the essential oil also is good for circulation and livers and uteruses and stomachs, and it's a tonic for the heart. So it's great to get massaged with. It helps detoxify the blood and organs, even regulates the appetite. And if you had a, if you were having digestive spasms, constipation, nausea, you could rub some essential oil of rose on your belly. Now, if you can't get a hold of 
the essential oil of rose mainly because the bank won't give you a loan <laughs> to afford the essential oil. You can infuse rose petals in oil and make an herbal oil. And that really is probably more gentler on the earth as well because it takes so many rose petals to make even a few drops of essential oil. That's why it costs a damn much. But I'm just saying, if for some reason a whole bunch of money fell in my lap and I was like, yo, I think I'm going to get some rose essential oil, I would know that it helps soothe the skin. It's really great for cracked, chapped, dry, sensitive, inflamed, allergy-prone skin, all of that. So if you're suffering, you might want to look into some rose oil. It helps heal wounds. It helps stop bleeding. It's great for broken veins, wrinkles, aging skin. I mean, it's just good for everything. Got a headache, earache, put it on ya. It's good for coughs, conjunctivitis, and even hay fever. But here's the one thing. After all that, here's the one thing that would be worth every penny of buying essential oil of rose is that it is emotionally comforting for grief and for trauma. So if you're having severe grief, if you're having trauma and that you know you are trying to heal, essential oil of rose could just be the essential thing that you are looking for. And put it in a base oil and massage your body with it and ask for healing because that is what rose does. Now, back to reality, Sadie Marie. <laughs> We're probably not going to be getting that rose essential oil, but what we are going to do is go harvest some of our own and use rose in the kitchen, okay? So rose is so pretty. You can use rose petals for garnishes. You can use the rose hips for garnish. I mean, you can crystallize them, sons of bitches. They are so beautiful. They will make a cake look amazing. Um, roses, get them in your kitchen. You can use them for your sweet dishes, for your puddings. I already mentioned the wine. Heck yeah. You can go DIY. You can make some homemade wine or you can take rose petals and put them in already made wine. Now we're talking or other beverages <laughs> like tea. <laughs> you can use rose in the kitchen in vinegars and honeys and syrups because it's just so good. People make jams and jellies, put rose petals in their baked goods. How about in your pancakes? How about in your cookies? How about fry them up like a fritter? Now we're talking. But yeah, there's a lot of ways to use rose in the kitchen. Why would you want to use rose in your vinegar? Well, that vinegar will pull out those nutrients and that vinegar will become nutrient rich. It will have vitamins galore and minerals, but especially vitamin A, vitamin C, which helps support your immune system, with, which helps keep your skin healthy. So there's a lot of different ways and reasons to get rose in the kitchen. I mean, I know I'm laughing about the wine, but really, if you had a headache or a stomach pain or a fever or even heart disease, you know, wine's supposed to be good for that. So why not make wine even better by using roses? So roses pretty much make everything better. The rose is edible. We have forgotten the rose is food. 
right? Now, I'm not talking about the hybrids that like the florist has. I'm talking about wild roses. I'm talking, do your own research now, but I'm talking about the kind that is good to eat. You can eat the stems, you can eat the leaves, the flowers, and the hips. So I'm going to tell you how to do this. <laughs> yeah, you can even eat the stems. I'm not joking. You can even eat the stems of a rose. You want to peel it before you eat it. You can eat it raw, or you could peel it and then steep it in some tea. If you really like them, you can freeze them or you can dry them, okay? Um, you can eat rose leaves. So you want to get them in the wild so they're not sprayed with any pesticides, right? So you could eat them raw. You could steep them raw or dry them for tea. Now with the leaves, you can steam them, you can boil them, you can saute them. I mean, if you just boiled up some leaves to eat them that way, save the cooking water. Drink that liquid that you use for cooking because it's got all the vitamins in it, right? Um, you could you can dry them for later or you can also freeze the leaves. All right, let's let's get to my favorite part, the flowers. Yes, you can eat rose petals raw. You can steep them raw in your summer brews. You can dry them for tea. Just like the leaves, you can steam them, boil them, saute them in oil if you're feeling frisky. Now, when you boil the flowers or, you know, for the tea, of course, you're going to drink that liquid. That's where all the nutrients are. And um, I may have inspired you to make a wine. So there's a lot of different ways to use the flowers. They can be frozen. They can be dried. You can save them for later. So lastly, but certainly not leastly, Really? Is that a word? Um, the rose hips. Yes, you can eat them raw. You got to just kick off them little, little hairs, though. You can saute them. You can use them as a garnish. You can freeze the hips. You can dry the hips. You can make wine with the hips. But most of all, be thankful for the vitamin C in the rose hips because it's off the charts. And Mother Nature is just handing them out. So go get your rose hips. <laughs> so the best way I think is to get rose in your kitchen, in your body, in your diet is to put rose in your teacup. Let's just start drinking some rose tea together, shall we? We can include the rose petals in our tea blends or we can drink it solo. And we want to, why do we even want to drink rose tea. Well, it's a great general tonic for your beautiful body. All right. It's just nice for everything. So you can use the petals and all the parts we just talked about. But remember, the hips are awesome for vitamin C and A and B and E and even vitamin K too. So rose hips are just something that we got to get into our daily life. They're just so amazing. So in the kitchen, you could make a rose honey, right? You just take the petals of the rose and you cover them with honey and then you let them sit for at least a month, right? Um, you can take that rose honey after you've probably like <laughs> taken a spoonful of it, eaten it, put it on your toast. Oh my God, I just love it. But you could actually put a spoonful of that rose honey in your teacup just for some yum or maybe for a sore throat or irritated dry mouth, right? That rose honey is going to be really soothing 
for all of that. But you want to put rose in your teacup because it prevents and heals the flu, common colds, all that stuff. Prevent and heal. Rose in your teacup is uplifting and a very cheerful drink for sure. It helps your digestion. It's good for so much more than just loving it for what it is. I mean, we're going to get into it. And uh, put rose in your teacup. You can drink it warm or cold or any way you like it. But it is definitely just so yum. (laughs) All right. Now, I'm almost like embarrassed to do this. But hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray for rose hips. (laughs) I know. How lame. Probably everybody who has ever even done a podcast on Rose has done that. I know. I know. But I just couldn't help it. Hip, hip, hooray for Rose hips for F's sake. (laughs) I mean, Rose hips are loaded with vitamins, minerals, bioflavonoids, tannins, and pectin. Like, come on now. How can you not go hip, hip, hooray for Rose hips? Let's talk about that pectin for a second. That's some amazing shiz. Pectin helps lower cholesterol. Yeah, I need to tell a few people about this because it cleanses the intestines and gently regulates elimination, but it basically just flushes that stuff out of you and it helps lower your cholesterol. So hello, rose hips, get yourself some for lots of reasons. That vitamin C prevents infections. It boosts your immune function. Those rose hips, hip, hip, hooray, they stimulate blood flow and circulation. So they're a gentle diuretic, which means they help that, that means it reduces water retention, which means it will help relieve rheumatic pain. Yeah. Arthritic conditions, hip, hip, Hooray for rose hips for real. Um, Hip, hip, hooray for anybody with urinary tract irritation. Rose hips can be your new best friend. You need to get yourself some in your teacup because you'll get flushed out, cleared out. Um, It'll help reduce that infection. If you have one, you'll be feeling better. And finally, hip, hip, hooray. Rose hips are good for cramps and diarrhea and gout and kidney gravel and for the love of god the flu so yeah i shouldn't even feel lame at all y'all hip hip hooray for rose hips it's just incredible there are so many things to love about rose um this week you know i we sat with rose for the entire week on the podcast herb oracle it's just incredible But today we're talking about things that we can use rose on our body, not so much the woo-woo. Today we're talking about the physical. So I want to tell you some topical uses of rose that you can order some rose petals, some rose hips, mostly the petals I'd say for these, um, and you can start doing some things today. So order yourself some rose petals, rose buds, and make a tea to use on your body. Make a tea of rose petals to use topically. It's a really beautiful skin wash, like just to keep yourself pretty, okay? But 
More than that, if you had any type of wound or skin condition or rashes, you can wash your body with this rose tea. Um, it's really gentle. You can water it down, use it as an eye rinse. Some people order already prepared rose water to do that. You could make um, a pot of rose tea um, and add it to your bath. That would be a good way to use like all of this stuff that you were going to throw away, like the stems and stuff. Don't, 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 don't throw them away. Make yourself some tea to add to your bath. Um, it's very astringent, so it's good for your skin. You can, if you have access to fresh rose, you can use the leaves to make a poultice and put on your wounds to aid in healing. You want to always remember rose in the summertime. If you get a sunburn, um, we could make some tea and put it on your back, right? You can use rose leaves and petals to make a rose oil. We were talking about that when we were admitting to ourselves that we're never going to be able to afford the essential oil of rose. <laughs> so you might as well just make your own DIY rose oil at home for all your skin conditions and rashes. And then you can use that infused oil to make salves. So say you wanted to make a sore muscle salve, make sure you include rose in the mix because she's going to help out with that. Oh yeah, she is a sweetheart. Now, topically and frugally, you can make a rose vinegar, okay? That would be actually very awesome to use on your skin. You can dilute it with water to use as a toner for your face. Or if you had a headache, you can rub a little bit of that rose vinegar across your forehead, a rose tincture would also be awesome for that as well. So basically, you want to remember that topical uses of rose um, is healing, it's soothing, and it revives tired skin, okay? So whether you're using it as a tea or a vinegar or a tincture or a rose water, there's lots of ways to include rose in your skincare regimen. So it's great for topical uses. So if she wasn't already incredible enough, I mean, rose is incredible. I mean, the really cool ways that rose may help your body, I mean, dang, like I was just blown away that she could help lower cholesterol levels and antidepressant, anti-inflammatory. It's just so amazing how many good things there is for Rose. I mean, being a sedative and chilling you out, helping you with pain, clearing infection. Hello. <laughs> She's incredible. Now, if that wasn't enough, <laughs> you can get crafty with Rose. Um, you can craft it up with Rose. Um, She's abundant, if you find a wild rose bush, it's huge. It's abundant. It's a giver. I mean, you can do all these and more. That's how Mother Nature works. Abundance. So if you want to craft it up with rose, here's some ideas of how you can get crafty with rose. You can dry it for some potpourri. It's really great for that. You can dry it, um, dry some of the petals for making herb pillows or talismans, right? Like scented sachets, if you will. <laughs> but herb pillows, 
putting some rose in herb pillows is lovely. You can craft it up with rose. You could dry it and make um, a fragrant smudge or make some homemade incense, like a little incense cone. Um, you can use dried rose petals if you wanna get crafty and make some handmade paper. So you could, it would be for looks and for scent a little bit, you know, cause like you'd see the little chunks of rose in it and it would smell good. But yeah, DIY baby, you can make your own body care products. You can make perfumes, colognes, powders, soap, bath tea, skin treatments, all kinds of things. Anything you can dream of, you can do with rose. You can get crafty with rose. Craft it up. Some people, when they're getting all crafty and DIY, they decide they want to make an herbal smoking blend. And rose is a beautiful ingredient in that. You can use rose in your candle making and a really cool thing you can do with rose is make rose beads. So investigate on that, but there are tons and tons of things that you can make and do and craft it up with rose. Um, but an invitation from Mother Nature, just come outside and play. I think one of the most fun things is nature art. And I love seeing people make mandalas with flowers. So if you are blessed with an abundance of rose... Craft it up and make a mandala. Make some nature art as well as all these beautiful, natural, crafty ideas. <laughs> I really want an herb pillow. I really, I really want to sleep on some rose petals. I don't know about you, but hey, we're at the end of this podcast and na 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 na. It's time to get nerdy with it. <laughs> so if you don't like big words, you can go ahead and push stop now. But this next segment is for my herb nerds because they like the words and they like them big. There are a shit ton of nerdy words for a rose. <laughs> Beautiful rose. Um, nerdy words for a rose. We can break it down. We can have nerdy words for the petals. There's nerdy words for the rose hips and even the seeds and root there's even some nerdy words for the root. So are you ready for this? Na, 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 Nerdy words for the rose petals. Hold on to your socks, honey. Rose petals are anodyne. They're antibacterial. They're a nervine. They're antidepressant. They're anti-inflammatory. They're antifungal. They're antiviral. Hell, they're antiseptic. They're antispasmodic. They're astringent, they're aromatic, they're a blood tonic, they're a cardiotonic. Yeah, baby, rose petals are an aphrodisiac. They're a carminative, they're a decongestant, they're diuretic. They're an amenagogue, they're hepatic, they're an expectorant, they're a kidney tonic, they're hemostatic, they're a little bit laxative, they're a little bit sedative, they're even refrigerant, which means they'll cool your ass down just a tiny bit. <laughs> Na, 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 na. Rose hips. Oh my God. Nutritive. Can you say nutritive? Can I hear you in the back? Rose hips are a little bit stimul stimulating. They're a tonic. They're anti-inflammatory. They're antibacterial as well. They're anti-mutagenic. Yeah. They're antioxidant. They're antiviral, astringent, blood tonic, cardiotonic, digestive, mild diuretic, amenagogue, kidney tonic, 
and a laxative. So rose hips got it going on. But what you may be surprised is that you know you can eat the seeds in the rose hips. They are diuretic. They are laxative. But if push come to shove, you could use the root of the rose. That's how giving she is. She would give her life for you if you needed a carminative or an astringent. But hey, who's going to dig up a rose root when you've got it pretty much all in the petals and the hips and in the seeds? So on that note, I think now you can safely say that you know rose. I mean, shit, I didn't even really need to introduce her. Everybody knows what a rose is. She's as old as time herself. And humans seem to be born knowing what a rose is. Why? Because perhaps rose represents love. And just perhaps that is what you are made of. (laughs) So I definitely love you. And I'm happy to explore rose with you and all her qualities that are just super stacked. Remember, Rose is unconditionally loving. She's a sweetheart, and she'll help you through your depression, your broken hearts, and she'll keep your physical heart strong. All right? She'll teach you about boundaries. She'll teach you about protecting yourself, and she'll help you keep your body free of infections, inflammation, and pain. Oh, yeah, and so much more. She'll relax you and maybe even inspire you to feel desire again. (laughs) Especially if you put those rose petals in some wine. So anyways, now you've been to Herb Nerd Town, and you can sweetly say 100% absolutely that you know rose. And one final quick shout out to Rose. If you want to learn more about the energetic properties and spiritual properties of Rose, we just did an hour long podcast over at Herb Oracle. It's episode 133, Herb of the Week Rose. And we dove deep into the energetic realm of the Rose. And I think you'll find it fascinating. So you are invited to join me over there at Herb Oracle. Check out episode 133, Herb of the Week, Rose.